Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? So, you guys are hearing this. We're uh, in Portland. Uh, I was walking down the street the other day, and I saw, you know, a lot of homeless people here. A lot of homeless people. And I saw a homeless dude with a sign, um, and he, it said, I will work for food. Um, and then he had his name written on it. You know what his name was? What? Oh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting right into the fire. This is another one that pinched me in the taint. Oh, no. From our one of our regulars, FFB332, Mob Williams. Still nothing but respect. What up, Aries? Uh, what up, ANA Arises? And I like that. I like that. That What up, ANA Arises? I like that first line. And then from here, it's all gutter sex. <laughs> Let me say something, and I mean no disrespect disrespect to anyone or anyone, to anyone, to you or anyone. Now, before I finish, read this. I think the thing that pissed me off was he used the word fuck. Now, I don't mind fuck, but in the context in which he used it is what got me. And we proceed. I mean no disrespect to you or anyone else, but who the fuck are you? To tell people what they should do with their bodies. It they business. It well, it they business. Well, I you know, even if I didn't agree with you about not telling people what to do with their bodies, I should be allowed to say what they do with their English. Um it they business if I decide to not take the vaccine, just like it's your and others' business who decide to take it. People have different reasons why they don't want to take it or do. Because at the end of the day, it's your choice. Because one thing for sure, the world has to keep going on. Again, like I said a while back, I don't disrespect legends. You are a legend. So please. Uh, oh. God damn. 
I don't disrespect legends. You are a legend, so don't take this like that. I'm talking shit to you, and nigga, the last time, and uh, disrespect legends, you are a legend, so please don't take this like I'm talking shit to you, and nigga, the last time, can you unblock me, 33 underscore 2F underscore B, I did nothing. Well, here we go. First of all, the name of this podcast is called Spears and Steinberg. Which means I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. Let me tell you something, boss. It'd be different if I came into your house unannounced in the heat of the night, woke you up out your bed and said, nigga, get the vaccine. (laughs) It'd be different if I came to your job and your place of business, interrupted you and went, get the vaccine. It'd be different if I emailed you, text called you, text messaged you, call you, voicemail Get the vaccine, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. You are listening to us. You are tuning into us. This is Sal's Passeria. <laughs> now you get your own Passeria. You put your mothers, your brothers, your uncles, your cousins, whoever the fuck you want on the wall. But Italian Americans only. It's Sal's Passeria. This is my motherfucking establishment. How the fuck are you to tell me what the fuck I can say? Last time I checked, America a free country, isn't it? Yay, yay. How fucking dare you, nigga? If at any point you don't like the ingredients on the pizza at Sal's Pizzeria, you'd get the fuck out and go be with Smiley and Mookie. Get the fuck out of here. How dare you, nigga? And, and you know what? Now that I'm starting to think, as, as you are pinching my taint, I'm starting to figure out why I blocked you. Because I don't block people unless you pinch my taint. And you had to have said something that made me go, nah, nigga. Nah, player. I think you should unblock him. And then if you have to block him again, then you can really say this is why. No, I think I should unblock him and go, nah, player, and block him again. <laughs> I, I don't remember you saying, I remember you suggesting. Or Suge- it was more of a suggestion. Get the, Because we want to go back to normal. Yes, we don't want to impede progress. But I never said, you know, I never heard you say, I don't care what your, what your thoughts, your philosophy, how you feel about things. Get the vaccine. I never heard you put it that way. But even if I did, but you, this is my motherfucking podcast. Yeah, and you should. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. We could actually name this podcast today called Get the Vaccine uh, episode number whatever the n- number is. That or this is my motherfucking podcast. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though. Listen, you got a coin. I got a, I got a coin right here. I, I, but what I'm saying is, we gonna flip. There's no. There, I don't think there's anything wrong. Before oh. you say that, let's flip yeah. for it real quick. Okay. Go ahead. Tails, get the vaccine. God damn it. Heads, this is my motherfucking podcast. Which you ready? Uh, heads is heads is which one? Get uh get my motherfucking podcast. Okay. Heads is my motherfucking podcast. Tails Go. is. We'll we'll figure it out. Right. Tails, get the vaccine. God damn it. Yeah, get the vaccine, goddammit. That's even better. There we go. There uh, we go. Okay, but I think, though, what, what, you're, what you're doing is you're endorsing the idea of getting the vaccine. I don't think... And this is where I think I don't... I, I, there's a difference 
and this is where I think I lose a lot of people on this podcast. Uh, there's subtlety in the way that you speak, and you have to be able to pick up on what someone's saying. Just because someone says, I think, I, you know, get the vaccine, we want to all go back to normal, isn't, you're not saying, I don't give a fuck what you think, get the vaccine. You're endorsing that process. That's all you're doing. There's, there, there's a difference between saying it that way and saying, I don't give a fuck what you think, get the vaccine. Stop thinking. Just right. do what you need to just right. do this because I, I'm telling you to. But let's just, again, you could do that, right? It's your it's, it's it's our podcast, right? You you're allowed to have your opinion on the podcast. But what I'm saying is, I don't think that you ever said it that way. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And you know, listen, man. Speaking of which, while we're here in Portland, this is the first time I've seen this in over a year. I open my door. There's room service trays. Yeah, I've. I, we have gotten so so accustomed to masks, no room service, a certain way of life now. It felt normal. It's odd to go, oh, shit. Once upon a time ago, hotels had room service. Yeah. Again, I said this before. When I get out my car, I instinctively reach for my mask, knowing L.A. don't have the mask thing no more. It feels like I'm doing something wrong by not wearing it. So, you know, a year has changed so much of what we've been accustomed to since birth. So I'm just saying my whole point was, guys, let's get back. To, let's get back to normal. You know, what I mean, well, and, and a good point on what you what you were speaking is we're here in Portland. Yeah. And they are short to get to the percentage that they wanted to lift the mass mandate. They mm-hmm. were short 5000 people. Right. So. Yeah, 5,000 people puts you back into a normal, a more normal, and normal is a weird word, but to what we, what we become accustomed yeah. as far as services, business staying open, right. being able to get around, uh, the way we interact with people. Listen, I like Portland, um, and I was a little thrown because when we got here, they put us up at the Crown Plaza away from where they normally would put us every year. And in that area, you know, it's, it's a nice little, little downtown area. When the club's over, there was a nice little bar that was next to the hotel. You hang out. Kelly's. And, it was Kelly's bar. Was it Kelly's? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I, I got here, and Nick, the manager, tells me, yeah, man, we still curfew. Yeah. And, and where they put us here, there's nothing around here. And... Even if there was curfew. Yeah, there's, like, I'm so sick of this shit. The, I'm sick of curfews. The 7-Eleven here closes yeah. at 10 o'clock. Think about that. So you can't even go get a drink. You can't go get a soda after uh, 10 o'clock. Ah, sir, we're 7 10 7 <laughs> 7 <laughs> <laughs> no 7-Eleven. Now we're 7-10. <laughs> we have to close. I need the keys. Gosh. Gosh, throw me the keys. There's no Slurpees after 10. There's no Slurpees after 10. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. My, that's what that was. That was all my point was, man. Let's get back to business and stop letting fear and this imaginary boogeyman called the White Devil uh, make you think that th- this it's a plot. Well, and also to his point when he said, "Who the fuck do you think you are? You think you're Ari Spears on the Spears and Steinberg podcast?" Yeah. There. Yeah. So nice attempt at making the point, but I think you missed the point. Yeah, man. And and listen, that whole email reads different. If you take fuck out of the context. Yeah. Hey, man. Maybe even 
hey man, in my opinion, like you start off going, I mean no disrespect, but then you come with, who the fuck? Nah, player, that's backwards, nigga. <sighs> Jaylene Vinegar. I don't. Is that Vinegar or Vinegar? I think it's Vinegar. Yeah, Jaylene. Is that a woman, Jaylene? Yeah. Jaylene, are you female, baby? And if it's vinegar, ooh, let me smell it. <laughs> Something a little different. Dear Aries and Andy, this is my first time writing in. Like a virgin, ooh, touched by the very first time. Like a virgin. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I wanted to give you... Give, I wanted to give out some recommendations of shows that are killing it now. A lot of these are anime. <sighs> Baby, I don't do anime. I don't even do cartoons no more. I'm too old for that. But anyway, I don't know if you guys fuck with any anime, but these shows are golden because of the action, plot, characters, development, and most importantly, originality. You should check out Doro, 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 Amazon. Samurai, Champlow, Hulu, Cowboy Bebop, Hulu, and Attack on Titan, Hulu. If you get a chance, check these shows out. Sincerely, Jalen. I'm be honest with Jalen. I'm not gonna watch that shit. Anime don't. I, I don't even watch cartoons no more. I just I'm too old for it. So, thank you, but. Uh, <laughs> You you do anime? No, well, I'm gonna call True right now. True. Are you son? Yeah, he he's. Let's see if he knows any of these real quick. And like I said, them Japanese animes be real. He he put he turned me on to one. Fucked up. What? True. Yeah. Hey, I got put it to the mic. I got some questions for you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, uh, what are the what are those animes that you just? Why do you ask? Um, well, because we somebody sent us some animes. What's the name of those animes? She just oh um, shit! My, I, my I, hair I, academia stuff like that. We, no, which one? What's one that you recommended that we were watching together? Um, uh, black a uh, black butler, I believe something. Which one? Well, you recommended it. We watched a bunch of bunch of them together. When oh, uh, my hero academia. Yes, yeah, a superhero one. Yeah, what's it called? My hero academy or my hero academia. Okay, no, that wasn't one of the ones she said. Uh, Tadoro or what was it? Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Do you know that one? Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, that one's really good. It is. Yes, it's essentially mix a is a fusion of a western mob film and sci-fi. Okay. Like Star Wars. All right. Well, we'll have to we have to check these out together next time we're uh, when I'm in Arizona. All right, I'm gonna call you back. We're doing the podcast. We need some information from your head. Okay. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye, Dad. Oh, see, um, that's where I go for my information, though. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them Japanese animations, and they get real dark they, and rapey. Some of them do, but he he turned me on to that one, that hero one that he just told me about. <clears throat> right, and we watched it. We watched probably like ten episodes. It was good. It yeah. was good, but it's you know you got to be in the mood for a cartoon. I I, I used to look, like I, when I was a little kid. I remember saying to myself, watching that cartoon, don't ever forget this feeling that you had. Watching these because right. I, I all the adults wouldn't want to watch any cartoons with me. Right. So I said I never want to lose this feeling. So I try to keep it, but somewhere you know, like after you have kids, man, it's just it's hard. And 
Um, but he's kind of gotten me into some of these animes that I'll watch with him, but I right. never watch them on my own. All right. Mookie, I hate y'all. So now every time I'm at a cash register and I hear the price of what I bought, I always say to cashier, I don't have it in my British voice. I hate y'all. That shit mad catchy. Mookie. Appreciate you, Mook. Is he a dad yet? He said December, didn't he? He was going to have a kid in December? I don't know if it was December, but I saw something on his uh, Yeah, brother. Uh, make sure you hold the Spears and the Steinberg podcast up <clears throat> uh, to, the, to your lady's stomach. Like I said, that way when the baby born, the first thing you're going to say when he come out is, this is Sal's pizzeria. Um, our boy, Leslie Vertilis. Aries ignores IGDMs. LMAO. I put this caption to have fun. Good day, gentlemen. I took notes on what I wanted to send you both and gathered a few things. First of all, Aries, your rap song was awesome. When you rapped as Jay-Z without the beat, it was awesome. There was a point you and Andy discussed the wrestling documentaries, and Andy stood up for the wrestlers who get hurt, even though it is scripted. Andy, thank you for that. The Indian voice over after you did Jason Statham had me dying laughing. Um, hey, sweet old, I want to diddle you. Oh, my God, I want to diddle you. <laughs> <laughs> A fan saying Aries looks tired was so disrespectful and funny, I kept rewinding it. And, you know, anytime somebody says that to me, I go, who the fuck do you think you? <laughs> um, it's how Aries replied that that's what made me laugh. Aries violated the person by... The was he asking? Is that a compliment? Have Steve save the ten dollar a lot of money clip when you sing on episode two sixty five? Um, Unc Aries and Papa Andy, the some money no money is joke hilarious. When you asked as officer, as officer, if the white guy was all right, I laughed out loud in the street. Andy saying you're going to need some of that money now was a tremendous assist. You deserve ten dollar a lot of money for. Saying scarf wars. Who said that? I don't know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> gay Rocky episode. I love how you stopped reading the email from D and respectfully said, I don't recall Andy saying the N word was allowable for white people. You and Andy connection is one of a kind. Y'all can tell each other the truth, have dialogue. Even if it gets heated, y'all can find a way to get on the same page and continue the relationship without taking a break from one another, which is grown man shit. Did you know Obama loved Ronald Reagan? I added this part because you ride for Obama so hard. So does it bother you? He loved Reagan, who didn't love black people. Have a great day. I hope this makes the podcast. Uh, Mid podcast. Yeah, I didn't know he liked Reagan. I, I, that was that was surprising to me, but yeah, uh, you know he 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 uh, never treated me with disrespect. Uh, anytime Ronnie and I hung out, he always showed me a lot of love. Oh, you know Obama, I've always thought you're a special kind of guy. At least that's what I say to your face. But when Nancy's around and it's just me and her, I say I hate that big-eared, curious George Digger. Uh, that's news to me, but uh, it doesn't change who I am or how I feel. Because when I talk to Michelle, when they go low, we go high. And I teach that every night to my daughters, Sasha Malay. Go ahead. You know, I, I think 
if you if someone is in a position ah this is so fucking weird for me to even have this conversation oh if someone is in a position uh like in a government position and you want to be in politics and you're looking at them, you don't judge them. I, I think you don't necessarily judge them a hundred percent by who they are. You judge them by their policies and what they, uh, what, what you took from them that you felt was valuable as, as a politician. Right. And that's how, if, if, if this is correct and he, he respected Reagan in that as a politician, that's one thing. Uh, his, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, I have respect for their art, their work, whatever. But as a person, no, I'm not going to. Res- I, I wouldn't have respect for them. But you, if we had, and this is what's happening right now in America, is that you look at people's history and you want to judge them by who they were as a person. But you're not inviting them into your house. You're inviting what they uh, painted or the music that they made. Or right. we're trying to put it all together in one. We want to like them for everything. Right, and that's not necessarily what art was created for. Some of the worst people in the world have made great art. I'm not going to not like the art anymore. So many, <laughs> so many of the whites have made the art of the black people in the chains, and they had the black people, and they crucified the black licorice. And the shits on the black people. It's like when you have a bad stomachache and you eat the wrong food and you shit, but it is not a brown, beautiful chocolate-like shit. It is more of a black ash, like the ashes of the cigars and the cigarettes that the white people smoke and then they dump the ash into the Negro because he is a black ashtray for the white man's smoke. I can't stand these evil peoples because I cherish the black prunes, the black monkey feet, the black toes, the black tent, anything black that is around the anus is the black man in all its splendor. I am Yaspian. Dude, as soon as I heard you take that breath, I go, oh my God, I opened the door for Yaspian. You said art, You said Yeah, I know. Art. And as soon as, you, as soon as I did it and I knew that I opened the door for that, I was like, why in the fuck did I say that? <laughs> I knew what was going to happen next. Oh, pow. H. Verrett. Cheap bastard. Aries, you sound like crap, bro. Can you please get the Jew to tune your sound? Let me let me stop real quick. And I know what, what, what this email is about. Because I said I bought the podcast equipment. Um, and I was going to sound better. And I did still sound like shit. You know why? Because the thing that we needed to do to get the chip over to Steve so he could do it right was... I, I wasn't I am not computer or tech savvy at all. Matter of fact, if you force me to do anything past playing a video game, I start sweating, nigga. I don't like to do no computer shit. I got a computer that I have not used maybe but twice since I bought it. The motherfucker weighs two tons. That's how far back this computer goes. I don't do computer shit. So because I couldn't figure it out, I got frustrated. I said, fuck it. I said, Andy, we're going to see each other in Portland anyway. So let's just sound shitty one more time. And then when we get together, you'll show me how to do it. And then from now on, it'll sound better. So I bought the equipment. So I don't want you to think, oh, he still sounds shitty, even though he bought the equipment. Because evidently, he bought some cheap shit. No, I didn't. I bought the same expensive shit. We use every week that Andy has. 
I just didn't, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it. Andy was trying to talk me through it. I'm not a computer dude. All right. Um, I'd rather uh, try to show Jasper McQuaw how to work the computer than Aries Spears. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you must be recording at a low bit rate or something. Andy's voice sounds like he's in THX surround sound, and you're over there in Betamax. So about the bonnets, being a father of four girls, I don't allow any of them to go out the house with one on. I also make sure they wear the right thing at the airport or while traveling. The main reason is you need to always be prepared to run when in public. I grew up at a time when we traveled. You couldn't count on vehicles and such to always work. So when you traveled, you had to be prepared to walk to the nearest gas station or service station. I think the problem some of the younger blacks might be faced with is that they expect to have all the freedoms of expression as their white counterparts, forgetting that our race in this country has only been free for the last 60 to 70 years. Then forget how when the Irish or Italian came here, they had to dress appropriately or were called niggers. White people still shame those shame those in its own culture that are either gutter punk or trailer trash, and we think it is freedom to dress like the worst of the whites. Secondly, I'm with you on the Juneteenth thing, especially being from the South where we had normal celebrations on that day. I hate to see it commercialized. That's all I'm going to say for now. And I'm glad we got our Spearsburg sister back. Who's the Spearsburg sister? Farrah? I think he means Kayla. Are you talking about Kayla? Kayla? Mm. I hope she enjoys the show later. Oh, no, it's fair. It's fair because. She oh, OK, OK, OK. Uh, Harrison, black dude, white name. Um, thank you for agreeing with me, Harrison. And I'm gonna tell you something. I have an I have an email. I think from Cece. I have an email from uh, our girl A B uh, addressing the bonnets thing too. And I will say that the most common thing that's always being said is, even for people who disagree with it, mind your business or whatever they're doing who how is it hurting affecting you let people do what they want to do who the fuck are you um you know and again this is one of those we'll look at the end of the day all we're gonna do is agree to disagree i said my stance on it then and i'm gonna keep saying it it looks mammyish. it looks slavish it looks lazy i don't like it i'm a, and i'm be honest and i hope i don't Catch I would never say this on Instagram because I know I would get so much flack because all because black women always think that black men are at war with them. And I say so many times, I love my beautiful black sisters. I love black women. How could I not? Do you see the ass on these ponies? Come on, nigga. But if you my woman and I see you do that in public, the relationship is over. I, I refuse to be with a woman that does that. Um, just, I can hear all some of the black women. Who the fuck you think? Go ahead. Well, to his point, though, white folks do. They bag on all white folks that that, that don't carry themselves in, in a. I don't know what the. He said trailer trash. Trailer trash is a big one. You know, gets right. talk shit to. Uh, but you have to carry. I mean that. There's a certain level of expectation when I said dress for the job you want to have. I mean, there's a certain mm-hmm. look. Dress for how you want to be seen. We can't, you know, there's not. No one is saying, uh, 
that we don't we are we're a judgy we're a judgy society we see people we judge them we put them in to where you, you don't meet everybody so you put them where you think that they are based on how they look and their appearance right um and i you know i was going to say this too uh, i remember when we uh, we started to talk about this and we're here in portland so i wanted to say this um like uh, like homeless people or people, they used to call them hobos back in the day, and they used to wear s- s- suit coats. They like used to, back at how far back? Like when you would watch all those movies, and they like like Charlie Chaplin is supposed to be kind of, ah the hobos, <laughs> the poor people. We paid them though, never mind. Walking around like that, looking indistinguishable and just outright shitty. There's nothing worse than seeing a homeless man in a pair of pants sagging with no underwear. Digging his black, dirty fingers or black fingers into that crack of that ass. What a shitty place to be. But it's different when you're white. Yes, you're still dirty, but you're clean. But you're dirty, but you're clean. If you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Brett Butler, yeah? White hoboism and black hoboism. There's a difference. Stinky Negro. Ooh. Dirty white. Ah. Go ahead. Um. We were coming out to Portland, and I was saying this about the hobo because that there was a, you still had to dress, uh, and we we obviously have moved away from that look where right. you know you're supposed to be uh, suited up. But here's the thing I want to say about Portland and being about, and it doesn't really fit for what's happening right now. But when we were out here a few years ago, we used to see homeless kids that would just. It was like a rite of passage to be. I remember that one guy who told us, "Yeah, after I, I'm going to quit this job after uh, whatever, save up enough money so I can go live on the street for a year." Right. Because that was their thing to live on the street. Here's what I don't understand: a hobo back in the day, they used to jump on trains. They used to see the world. That was part of being that right. that life. Go see things. Go do things. You, you get with on that the- stereotypical image of just a stick. With a with a cloth well, and a, a ball, ball. Yeah. with shit in it. Yeah, right, right. they were, but they were going to travel the world. That was part of their hobo life. Was to, but to to get experiences. Right. And when I heard these kids out here, like, yeah, we're just going to live on. You're living on the if you're on the street where you were born. Right. You ain't seeing shit. You saw that shit already. <laughs> right. That ain't that isn't taking it. That isn't that isn't what that idea was about. That's not that. Uh, that lifestyle wasn't about staying in the park at your house and waving to your parents as they drove by, hoping that you get you grow out of this. Right. If you're going to do that, man, go see the go see the world. If right. you're going to save your money so that you could be live on the street, go take that on take that on the train. Go see go see the rest of the world. I, I don't know. I just I have some issues with, with with that. And it came up when I when you said that about. All the other shit you just said. So sorry. Anyway, I got off on a little tangent. Go back to let's go back to some emails. Uh, <clears throat> My Sherry Amore, pretty little girl that I adore. You're the only one my heart beats for. How I wish that you were mine. Side seat with the chopper, baby. Questions answered. Shamor Emery. Hi, everyone. First off, I can't remember if I congratulated Andy on the engagement. If not, Mazel tov. I'm enjoying all the love he's getting uh, of pe- from people agreeing and defending him. I've been a defender of his for a long time, but this isn't one of those times. Uh-oh. Here we go. Andy, you keep saying movies make you take a leap of faith. Of course, that's what movies are for. Unless you're watching a documentary, expect a movie Expect a movie, it be unrealistic. 
You know, Shamar, because of who you are and your status with us and in my heart, you are going to be the one and only person that gets an exclusive, laminated, gold-plated, never-a-ten-dollar-a-lot-of-money card. It's a coupon. Yeah, but coupons are temporary. Yeah, but we're, it's, a, it's a usable coupon all the time. A, a usable, all-the-time coupon. So even though you just said some slave shit, uh, you got freedom papers. So you are allowed to fuck up, and I will never say blank, 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 blank. Um, Leap of faith. Leap of faith. Is that where I was? Yes. Of course, that's what movies are for. Unless you watch it. Oh, expect the movie being really blah, blah, blah. Aries, to answer your question, yes, I absolutely love a rugged man. Jason Statham is diminutive? Diminutive. Diminutive? Diminutive? Little in stature, small. Okay. Baby, say that shit. You know Big Daddy can't uh, handle some of these big birds. In stature. But is as certified ass kicker, and most women respond to that and find it sexy. You got damn wrong, you do. Walk at your pussy into a moon. Open your legs. I'll rip your panties with a knife. Now imagine. Oh my God, I'm going to rip your panties with a knife. <laughs> a butter knife at that. Coach, when you get a chance, get out of the tub and bring me a butter knife for this bitch. Um, you already know where I stand on bonnets in public. That's a giant hell no for me. My girl, it goes with rollers, PJs, robes, house shoes, and do-rags. They should only be worn in the house and never in public. I wouldn't even allow my kids to go to the mailbox in them. I never wanted to wanted them to be comfortable walking out the door in items meant for the house. Unfortunately, the bonnet issue has made this issue racial. I hate the argument bonnets are our culture. If so, why don't we see pictures of our grandparents wearing them in public? Because they took pride in their appearance when they left the house. We should do the same. Have some respect for yourself when you leave the house and look presentable. It's not that hard. Lastly, where's Colt's soul? I know he didn't just stop emailing and listening. We actually have an email from him uh, that I'm going to read last uh, where he mentions the bonnets thing. Um, lastly, uh, boo, 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 boo. you need to give him some love. You're, and I love this movie reference. You're Bobby Rayburn to his gill. That's fucking awesome. I don't want him to go out like that. Hey, Bobby! Bobby, where to go, Bobby? Uh, I don't want him to go out like that. For those who don't know, I'm referring to the fan. And if you didn't immediately know that, we can't be friends. Yo, you know, that's one of my favorite wasn't a real big hit movies with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um, but I love that comparison because I get what she's saying. Right. Because she's the crazy over the top. You know, he's the same nigga that said he would go up to a woman and say, do you know about the Spears and Stein Pearl Mask? Do you have it? And then she would, his fear is she would yell, help. <laughs> Bobby! Um, yeah, baby, Coach know where we stand with him. Um, I'm going to read his email. Uh, I love Coach. Uh, you, you know, but when she said uh, movies are for a leap of faith, I get you. 
but when we were talking about the movie, the Jason Statham movie that we right. just saw, there's a difference between a leap of faith in a movie where you see it and you're, you're behind the story that they're giving you right. and Friday the 13th. Right. You know, if someone gets killed in Friday, the th- you know, if Jason gets killed, he's coming back. Mm-hmm. That's not even a leap of faith anymore. That's just the reality of what that movie does. Right. When you see someone who you is, is, is shot and looks dead... Right. And then they show up on the sofa a couple hours later and ready to kick some ass. That's a leap of faith that just doesn't always fit into the genre. Listen, again, like you're saying, and I know what she's saying, you know, when you get lost in a movie for an hour and a half, two hours, you you, you, you go in there knowing a certain amount of suspension of disbelief. But then there are certain things I just see. I go, that is so unbelievably unbelievable. That it, it takes me out. It takes like, you out of the movie. The, the other day, here in Portland, the other day, uh, the fan, not the fan, uh, Drop Zone was on. Another Wesley Snipes movie I love about the parachuting and shit. Remember that with Gary yeah, yeah. Ducey? There's a moment where the main chick is on the plane and they're threatening to throw her out. So she decides to throw herself out, but she ain't got no parachute. So she's standing in the doorway of the plane. And she leaps out, and they think she's jumped. Oh, shit, they go. Whoa, that chick's got spikes, they say. Cut to this bitch jumped out the plane, and as she fell, grabbed the foot bar that you step on before you get into the plane. And she's hanging from the foot bar on the plane. And then eventually, Wesley is in another plane, sees her hanging, and he goes to jump out with his parachute, and one of the crew goes, what are you doing? He goes, the only trick I know how, which means he jumps out. She sees Wesley now, so she lets go. They fly into each other, catch each other. He holds her, opens his chute. She lives. Now, I know parachute people know how to do that. The part that was so fucking unbelievably stupid was, so you mean to tell me, this bitch leaped out the plane at them speeds, at that height, with that wind, and the plane's going forward. So as she's leaping, the plane ain't staying there in midair in one position. It's still moving. So she was able to jump out, catch the fucking footstool. No wind blew that bitch the other way. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because when you jump out, you actually go behind the plane because the plane is moving. Yes. So... But these are just these moments where you see inconsistencies that brings you out of the movie. That's that I guess is more my point. But like there are movies that you accept that, but they're Friday the thirteenth, they're right. Halloween, they're the movies horror movies. Yeah, where the person keeps coming back. Right. You can accept that because they right. set up the genre for that. This is supposed to have a little based in a little bit of reality. And so when the reality when you question that reality, that's when they pull you out of the movie. Right. And to me, that's what makes a movie whether you want to stay in it or not. Um, so the moment she jumped out that plane, you'd have heard <laughs> and that bitch would have been gone. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I know oh, and then there was the other scene at the end of the movie, the way Gary Busey's character dies. Him and Wesley are in a tussle. They both go out crashing out of a building window a gazillion stories up. Wesley has his parachute on. Busey does it. So as they both fly out the window, Wesley pulls his cord. Of course, he's going to be saved. Busey with no parachute is falling head down a thousand miles an hour to the ground. And one of the other bad guys is driving a truck. But somehow 
his body angled from straight down to perpendicular to crash right inside. Oh, shit. To crash right inside the fucking front window of the truck. What? Now, it's a badass movie ending, kill, death. But get the fuck out of here. How do you go from straight down gravity to, is that right, perpendicular? Yeah. Is it? yeah. Perpendicular into the window of a moving truck. I can't, you could get a little, but you'd have to have something to catch Something? It. Dude, Gary Busey's, like, if you, you know how people always ask you, who would you like to have lunch with or dinner with? Right. I think Gary Busey's one of the people I'd pick to have a meal with, just to be able to talk to. I think he's one of the oddest people in, in Back the Back then. Well, now, you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. That's, that's, I heard that's the hardest part for him to get work is because... He's crazy. He's crazy. He's fucked up. Well, he got in that motorcycle accident, and he actually he had was some, fucked up before that, though. Uh, he, I just they said when he was remember Entourage. Way, mm-hmm. They said having him on that like he, he um, the guy Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, he tickled he 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 grabbed him and just started tickling and wouldn't stop tickling him. Like he, Busey is just he's his own. It would be interesting though to talk to that dude. I'd like to know some of the things that he's. Uh, Right. That has, has gone on in his life. Darius Davis hanging up my jersey. Yo, what up, my patinas? Asian voice, LOL. Man, your boy just got married in Hawaii. That shit was beautiful, man. Aries, oh, shit. Aries and Andy, what advice could you give a young cat on married life? Don't do it! Don't do it! Man down! <laughs> <laughs> We want prenup. We want prenup. Uh, have y'all ever been to Hawaii? Yes, I have, brother. I've been to Maui and I've been to Honolulu. Fucking gorgeous. Honolulu is a little more cityish, uh, but still, if you've never been to Hawaii, it's fucking great. Uh, and, and that's that's I said. That's the region with the niggas with the big toes. A lot of big dick toes, motherfuckers in Hawaii. Um, Dude, I have never been to Hawaii. Never. No, I never have. Why don't you take Tara there? Probably will go some sometime. But I, I've never been there. I just, I, it was one of those places that it's just such a far drive, and there's beaches elsewhere. I've been to Bora Bora. I've been to like the, the Bahamas. And if you leave from New York, it's going to be a ten hour flight. Yeah. So I need to do it when I'm on the West Coast, like have something going on here, and then go to. Right. But I just never have. Oh, it's beautiful, I, dude. I, I want to go. And it, and you know if you can, Honolulu's cool, but Maui is more islands. You could see your feet in the water, clear waters. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous. Um, also, shout out to that nigga Mookie on having his first kid. There is nothing like fatherhood. What's that like, man? Being a dad. Well, you know what it's like being a dad. No, I'm asking you because I'm not. I'm, I'm terrible, nigga. Dude, uh, I love being a dad. Side note, Andy's favorite episodes are the ones with Kyla because that's the only time Aries ain't clearing out a room with them farts. <laughs> I've never farted with... Uh, Kyla in the room? Never, huh? Not a quarterback is <laughs> toast, not a goddamn. No, no. My ass be on its best behavior. <laughs> my ass got on a suit. There's, there's a tie hanging from my crack. My balls, everything be on its best behavior. I, I never even thought about that, but yeah, you're right. Um, also, I appreciate my emails having their own YouTube clip. Paul Mooney is Chris Hansen and the ghost of Paul Mooney. It means the world, fellas. Much love. 
Andy's about to venture into marriage. Uh, I've done it twice. Listen, I know I, I talk a lot of shit um, about it, but I, I'm a firm believer in everything is good with the right mate. If you got the right mate, it's body dice. Uh, if you don't, it's uh, a Kathy Bates movie called Misery. <laughs> Here, let me get that ankle for you. Yeah. Um, dude, I... You said what it is. If you have the right person, but right. you don't know you have the right person until you find out it's not the right person. But you should always try to figure out if it's the right person before you do anything like yes. marriage. Yes, you got to put that bitch through a battery of tests. Thirteen years worth, I put her through, um, and you have to sometimes with her test battery. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a joke. That's a joke. I, I just it sounded funny. It did sound funny. Yeah, but, yeah that, that's uh. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the end. Uh, but, dude, I, if you're with the right person, man, it's just it, it's nice to know that you just have that that person that's gonna be there with you no matter what what happens. Right. And I, I I really like I feel fortunate because I feel like I have that person that's gonna be there no matter what happens. Because uh, she had plenty of opportunities to do something different. And didn't and, and and stuck it out with me, and we've been there for each other through some some you know things, but uh, it's gonna be interesting. It'll be interesting. You just made me just now between yesterday's podcast when you mentioned the thing about hearing the word every time you heard the word retarded, shit kept getting smaller and smaller, and then as many times as you say on this podcast, that's the end of our careers. I remember one time you said, "Can I have a sound effect or something that when you say something uncomfortable, I can leave the room." I thought about this. Tell me if you like this. Uh, real quick, and this requires a, 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 a tinge of acting on your part. Just act like you just jumped out of a plane and just give me a, Geronimo. Oh. <laughs> just, 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 uh, just, okay, here we go. This is one take. We got it. Three, two, one. Geronimo. Okay. <laughs> now, from now on, I'm, I'm going to have Steve. Steve, keep that. And when I say give me the Geronimo, I'm going to have Steve put that in, but with a cartoon. Like, you know, like you're hearing the cartoons. Like you just jump. Some shit you'd hear out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. So it'll be your Geronimo with a. Dude, uh, what's funny to me about you using Geronimo is my, my, my great grandmother. We have a- Aztec heritage. Right. So, but it doesn't sound exciting. Right. So she would always say we were related to Geronimo. And really? As a little kid, I thought I was related to Toronto. This is all coming together, baby. This is all coming together. These are signs, man. Jared, <clears throat> episode letter. Uh, been a while since I've written in, but continue to enjoy the show. You guys, timing is great, and overall, the chemistry of the show works pretty well. Aries, on the last podcast, you mentioned the four kings of boxing in the 80s. Good discussion. As Andy expressed, I also feel like Hagler didn't get his just due. And he should have been rewarded the win versus Leonard. But I also get the debate. Rest in peace to the great. Uh, Not really my era, so I would have to really study tape to really appreciate those guys. But Tyson and Roy were my favorites to watch, especially Roy in his prime. In retrospect, in all due respect, I love Tyson. But Tyson, honestly, was more hype than substance. <laughs> you want to use my Geronimo? 
is the type of shit <laughs> that I block FF Mob 3 Williams for. Now, I'm not going to block you, nigga, but we're going to have a serious discussion right now. Uh, but, me, you, but you get his point, though. No. Okay. No. No. We're not doing that. Let me finish reading, and then I will come back to address you. <clears throat> Although it, he, intimidation... Look, you so scared of Tyson, you couldn't even write your next sentence. <laughs> it, he, intimidation worked, and he's a legend. As far as his all-time status, what's hurt, what what's hurts him, what's hurts him. Nigga, you so shook, you can't even write now. What hurts him is that he never avenged any of his losses and fell to the biggest threats of his career. Lewis and Holyfield. Uh, so what's his biggest win? A flabby and sick Larry Holmes. Also, Aries, it seemed like you threw a little shade at Floyd Mayweather when you suggested he ducked certain fighters in comparison to the big four in the 80s. I'm curious about which fight, fights or fighters you think he actually ducked. Given that Floyd is a business and Floyd not only mastered the marketing but also the craft, how is is possible that he ducked anyone? I'm not sure, sure. Uh, what we need to, uh, why would he need to? Where's you, you should do it in the Asian boys. Oh, uh, let me go back. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Uh, Floyd not only mastered the marketing, but also craft. How is it possible that he ducked anyone? Why would he need to? Where's the evidence? Boxing is a business and no one, no one who can know who to fight. When to fight them. That's that's Asian right there. Jesus that was really nice. That's Asian right there. That's uh boxing is business and no one can know who to fight when to fight them. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if they don't fight people because of color, that discrimination. <laughs> the guarantee to guarantee victory unless a guy is clearly over the hill. Thanks, my two cents. Love to hear your opinion on this. Opinion on this one. Well, you're about to, Jared. First of all, you got to remember something. The only loss that Mike Tyson truly should have avenged was Buster Douglas. Because, again, Mike beat him. Buster was down for 14 seconds. That was the only fight I wanted to avenge. All his other losses were to either straight-out bums, which, to his own admission, by that time, his heart and his mind and his soul was not into boxing. There's no way Kevin McBride should have beat Mike Tyson, to which Mike didn't even want to get off the canvas. Buster Douglas, I mean, uh, uh, Holyfield and Lennox Lewis, remember, Mike wasn't the same fighter after prison. So to say that he couldn't have beat, I, I stand by this till the day I die. Jimmy Jacobs, Mike Tyson, Customato, Mike Tyson, uh, Teddy Atlas, Mike Tyson, beats the brakes off of Lennox and Holyfield Every fucking day of the week. The Mike Tyson that fought those guys was not Mike Tyson. He was a shell of himself. He was doing coke. He didn't give a fuck. He was doing it for money. That's that. You want to add something? See, I have a... I, have a, I think if Holyfield gets past round six with Tyson, it's a fight. In the prime, in the prime Mike. In prime Holyfield. Fair enough. I can see that. Because if. because he can take punches. He can yes. take a beating. Holyfield yes. can take a beating. Yes. So I think if he can get past, you know, you get past that third round with Mike, 
and you can get you can start wearing him out four, five, and six. Not wearing him out because he's going to throw punches. He's going to you know you can. I, I think that goes. You the can dis- beat him. I think he, that goes the distance, and then it's just about the boxing. Fair enough, because but again, a prime Mike Tyson, he swung different. Yeah, he threw combos. He didn't headhunt like he did after jail. No, he was disciplined. He he was he was. It broke your body. He down. broke your body down. So, but, but Holy, like you said, Holyfield could take punches, and he he played defense. Great shape, one of the most in shape motherfuckers ever. So if he could get past six, I see your point. Even though there were fighters who took Mike the distance, but they lost on points. Yeah, because, Mike still beat them. Yeah, but they weren't Holyfield. That's all I'm saying. Right. And, you know, again, people don't give Mike enough credit because he was such a devastating knockout artist whose fights didn't last long. Mike knew how to box. Well, and Mike he knew how to box. And when you say knock him out, when he was knocking out people in the early rounds, in, in, in the prime of his career, right. it wasn't headshots that was knocking him out. He was giving people body blows. Yo, he would break you down. Yeah, and then and then the head was open. Right. So it was it, he was boxing. That's a, you, you're right because he was such a knockout artist. People don't give him credit for the boxing. He was a boxer. He was a sound boxer and brawler. But I'm just saying, Holyfield had. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I see you saying. I, 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 I can see it. But I'm not. I'm not a boxing pro like you are. I'm just saying, if he could get it past that sixth round, I think that would be a hell of a boxing match to score on points. Right. Now, Floyd Mayweather. Listen, man. I understand it's a business, but please don't cheapen the art form by saying it's about business because you can still be about business and commit yourself to the craft and make the two coincide. You know, when you're Mayweather. Why don't you fight Jamal Crawford? Why don't you re- rematch? Uh, what's my man's name? God damn it! Please don't do this. The Hispanic fighter with the orange hair, the red hair. Oh, my boy loves that nigga. Oh, fucking Aries, come on! I'm not gonna have it. Jesus, y'all know who I'm talking about. The the, Me- the Mexican dude, De La Hoya, backed him heavy. <sighs> you called you you called your lifeline. Now I got to call mine. <laughs> Shit. My boy loves this nigga, man. Hold on. Why am I forgetting this nigga's name? Please leave your... Ah, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Dude. But, but anyway, he, he, he fought the guy once when he was younger and the dude wasn't ready for Mayweather not to say he would beat Mayweather now but he's much more seasoned he's gotten much more better he's much much older fight that nigga again but you're fighting Logan Paul nigga yeah but he's you're fighting McGregor Conor McGregor but Mayweather's pretty much retired well then nigga stay retired he's stay retired you're not mad at Tyson for fighting exhibitions no, but Tyson wants to really get back into boxing because he gives a shit. But okay, okay, but in in Mayweather's time, who was he really? Okay, who was he really ducked that that you say uh, diminishes the, the the art and the sport of boxing? I'm just saying that if you're going and, and let's let's be honest, we know Mayweather cares about that 50 and 0 record. He does. He cares about being undefeated. So when you take on a Terrence Crawford. Or you take on a, I want to say his name is Alvarez, Carlos, oh, fuck me, this is pissing me off. If you take on the guy that I'm talking about, you run the risk of 
your record not being perfect no more. And he knows that. But you're fighting Logan Paul, a dude you know you can beat, a YouTuber. You're fighting Conor McGregor, an MMA fighter in boxing. And then he went over and fought some uh, Asian dude, which was another joke of a fight. And because this Asian dude was a martial artist. Come on, man. But is there a fight out there? I just named them. You, I, I know, but you named a couple fighters. But you really feel that he's diminishing the, the a boxing by, when you fight, by, by missing those two. If, if he, instead of fighting Logan Paul or Conor McGregor, if he fought some other true boxers that may not be as talented, who you'd go, man, he'll walk through these guys. All right, but at least you're fighting fighters. When you're fighting YouTubers and an Irish nigga from the MMA that aren't boxers, you're making a mockery of the sport. No, but, but the Conor McGregor fight was one of the biggest fights that have been around for a while because people tuned in. They wanted to see that fight. People tune in to sideshows. They love circus acts. But it's part of the business. Nah, and not really. Name another professional fighter. You know, look. Ali fought. He, he, he did something with a wrestler. Yeah, he fought a wrestler and... Uh, yeah, that was the that was the big one. That was it. So you know you want to do some silly shit every now and then, but but also Ali fought motherfuckers. Yeah, but there was no one, there wasn't anybody there, or he would have fought him. Yeah, I just think Floyd cares more about that perfect record uh, but, than anything else, and that bothers me. But I don't think he's detrimental to the sport. I think when you do things like that, it's detrimental to the sport. I, not if it's exhibitions. I don't think this is. <sighs> what what was it? The, the the Logan fight was an exhibition. Yeah, it's an exhibition. Logan was a dude. He held Logan up because Logan was about to go. He he dropped Logan, and he held him up and kept him up so that they could have the right. the little, the you know uh, whatever. All right. Paul Brazel, WNBA. If you read this on the show, my name is Brazal. Okay, sounds Italian. Paul Brazal, Brazal, Brazali, Paul Brazal. Hmm. Uh, I'm a bit behind on episodes, but I'm catching up. I know in the past you have said you don't like the WNBA, but I have about 11 reasons to. Gay! <laughs> Check out the new... Geronimo! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Check out the new Jumpman campaign featuring the WNBA to see what I'm talking about. Also, check out old pics of Tina Thompson. All right. If you say so. Dude, I'm not knocking the WNBA, but I'm going to say when you watch it, and it's gotten, it has gotten better, mm-hmm. but it looks like those old uh, videos of white dudes in playing basketball. Back in the day. Back in the day where, you know, there was no dunks. There was only layups. There was no, you know, the set ah, shot. Ah, the, the golden era. Back when basketball was sweet. We've been through this before. Brett Butler, yeah? When it was a family game, you came and you bought your popcorn and your hot dogs and you had your soda pop. And you enjoyed seeing white men in shorts doing things that white men should do. Ah, but then the dark era came. There was a cloud over the NBA. They were called the Doggies. And again, all the dazzling moves and 360 spins and dunks, it turned into monkey mayhem. It was too much. And then there was the fear that a Negro would be so good that after the game, your little missus would go and ask for an autograph and he'd slip of the, you know what. Wow. Imagine that. Your pure white Anglo-Saxon wife getting piped by mighty Joe Young. What an era. All right. 
it's your fault. You, it's your fault. I know. I keep, I keep, I keep you, leading you, keep, you into you these keywords. You say keywords. I know. that do it. Uh, seven outcast seven at comcast dot net. Sent you a DM on IG about homeless and having a celly. Let me start off by saying, love the SNS podcast. You and Andy are a great team. He's the yin to your yang. But I gotta respectfully disagree with you on this homeless with cell phones thing. <sighs> having a cell phone and being homeless is not unreasonable, especially here in California, where the cost of living isn't. <clears throat> Boy, I'm telling you, dude. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. Yeah, start eating different. <sighs> Man. Uh, bu- 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 having a cell phone and being homeless is not unreasonable, especially here in California where the cost of living isn't supported by the wage made by a welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order type job. You say on one hand you're one of the most empathetic people, but in the same breath say that the homeless people aren't worthy of having cellular phone provided by county programs to communicate with who knows potential employers family is not just a device to play candy crush on uh i know sometimes in life we become jaded because of past experiences we've witnessed or stories we've been told and all honestly honesty i used to be that way so quick to judge a situation from the outside looking in but i've learned with time that it's important to attempt to look from the inside looking out we don't know what circumstances occurred in their life that got them off track or how long they've been off track. I'm just saying that while there are some that are content with being homeless, try not con- to condemn all of those few. Before I finish this, I really have to say this uh, real quick sidebar. Um, you guys, so many of you guys, and this, and I'm not saying you, sir, uh, but so many people, and this is why I say I believe most people are dumb. Uh, because you, you, y'all don't comprehend. Your comprehension skills are amazing to me. That you could hear someone say something, and instead of listening and pointing out what was said, you you pick out what you thought you heard. But I, I'll get into that. But let me go. Um, I hope I've made a little bit of sense to you. Either way, much respect. Before I sign off, I agree with you a thousand percent that these rappers of, of today are in large part garbage. Ninety percent. 90s most definitely was the golden era of hip-hop between the lyrics and the sampling. It was much better time in music. Also, today's youth don't have the the variety that we did. They don't have the Keith Sweats, Jodeci's, Marvin Gaye's. There's no seduction romance to these artists nowadays. They just bluntly tell you how you're about to get fucked. Anyway, that's it for now. Hope my email was limited on typos and grammatical errors. Respectfully, your boy, Sean. Listen, man, when I sent out the post about the homeless people in the cell phone. Uh, I simply said, uh, how are you homeless with a phone but don't have a job? Who's calling you? W- what calls are you are you making? Like I, my, my whole thing was, and, and I will admit, this was before I found out through people's response, A, a lot of them phones have been given away for free. And B, uh, if they do try to get a job and they need to be contacted, that's what the phone is for. And so on that note, I apologize because that now makes sense to me. My whole thing was I remember when I did this movie with Paul Rodriguez and we were walking up and down a homeless road, nothing but tents. And part of the scene in the movie, we, we were playing homeless dudes and we were looking for something. And so we in the scene, 
and, and the director paid a couple of the homeless people to allow us to talk to them. In the scene, we're showing them the missing person's picture and asking them, have they seen these people? And I made a joke, and it was the kind of joke where it, it made you go, oh, shit. But when Paul got what I said, he fucking started dying and gave me a pound. About three dudes in the homeless tent, all these niggas had PlayStation portable video game players. One dude had a portable DVD player and was watching movies. I said, how you homeless with gadgets? You got the latest technology, nigga, but you don't have a job. So that for me is where the phone thing was coming from before I knew what it was about. Even that being said, let me say this. And this was my bigger point. And I said on the post, I specifically said, listen, I understand there are homeless people who have mental issues. There are some who may be schizophrenic. I get that. Hell, I'm even empathetic to if you everybody if you've hit hard times, if you fall down, there's nothing wrong with falling down. It happens. But there is something wrong in staying down. And when you are able with both hands, you got working hands, you got working legs, your voice works, you seem to be of sound mind. If you can hold a sign and ask for money, like Michael Jordan tells that story with Charles Barkley, or Charles Barkley tells the story with Michael Jordan. They get off the road, they're in a limo, rolls down the window, homeless dude says, can I have some money? Barkley goes to give him money, Mike slaps his hand, hey, if he can say, can I have some change, he can say, welcome to McDonald's, may I help you? And my whole, going back to my point, I said, let's not act like there are some homeless people who don't choose to be that way. And that I have no patience for. Because there are people with missing hands who paint, and they paint with their feet. So there's a way. Stop making fucking excuses. There's a way. And I've also said before I hand Andy the floor, some homeless people, I've, I, I gave three examples where I said, there are some homeless people who are downright arrogant. I, I, again, I'm in Cleveland. Homeless guy goes, hey, brother, can I have a dollar? I get this nigga a $100 bill. Nigga looks at the bill, looks at me and goes, and walks off. Doesn't say thank you. How you homeless and arrogant? I'm in L.A. I'm at a stoplight. I didn't have no money on me at the time. Just plastic. Homeless dude knocks on my window. Can I have some money? I said, I ain't got no money, champ. I, nigga pulls in his pocket, pulls out a wad of 20s, counts it in front of me, goes, I don't need your money anyway, nigga. Some pe- a lot of people gave me examples on my post where they went through shit like that. There was one dude told a story about how he went and bought a homeless dude a burrito, a breakfast burrito, fresh out the restaurant. Hadn't been touched, hadn't been eaten, bitten, fresh for him. Said, hey, man, here's an egg and cheese sausage burrito. Homeless dude told him, nigga, I don't eat sausage. You, 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 you homeless with dietary needs? So come on, man, knock it off. Andy? It, it, again, for me, it's a complicated issue because I and you kind of hit on it. There, there's there's mentally ill people that are on the streets. They have nowhere else to go. Um, funding was cut. Um, so even when to your point, when you're talking about the phones, like they have funding to get phones for people so they can get jobs. Again, so, I didn't know that. I apologize. Yeah, but where's the funding for the for the people that you know need medical uh, you know help because of either mental issues. Um, there's a lot. There's outcasts that are on the street because they, they've been they they've fallen out of whatever protection they can get from the system. 
So the, those are out there. That those homeless are out there. I, I just brought up on this podcast about how people, certain people in Portland, younger people in Portland, felt that it was like a rite of passage to be homeless on the street. I, I don't get that. I, I, I don't understand it, and I'm sure that if somebody could explain to me what it is. Maybe there is some some theory behind it that I don't understand. The uh, there are people that take advantage of the situation uh, who. Um, are out begging for money that don't need the money. There are people that uh, make their living asking other people for money, not working, and choosing to either look homeless or take advantage of that situation. And it sounds funny to say take advantage of being homeless, and I'm sure I'm going to get that letter. There are people who uh, skirt the system and uh, come out, and they're not actually homeless, and, and they're taking advantage of that, which is really sad because there are people who are in need and... There's people taking money off the table that could, that someone may give to the wrong person. So that that that's out there. And then there's your other homeless person. And the system works against them. I remember when I first moved to Phoenix, and um, I moved up from Tucson, so it was like moving across the street. But they, there was a, a paper that they that the homeless – it was – Somebody put together this paper, and there was people that were advertising, and the money was going to shelters, and they would give these papers to the homeless, and they would stand on the corners, and they would sell these papers. They were free papers. It said free, but you would give the guy would have the paper out, and you'd give him a fifty cents, a dollar, whatever you had to give them for the paper. So they were almost like earning a living. They were doing something for it. They were providing you with the service, right. and I liked getting the paper, and I felt like I was helping someone that was trying to do something. You know, and then they pass laws. You can't. You, they can't have those homeless papers out there anymore, and so that they couldn't make money for these little things like that. I, I you know, it gave that person a purpose, and 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 I, they were given something of value. Um, it seems to work against homeless people, and then there's the homeless families, the people who, um, you know, if they have to pay for rent, they don't have money to pay for food, so they're. They're staying at shelters so they can take care of their kids. And that phone is important to them, you know, because uh, that's that's the lifeline to, you know, find that job or get another job, and whatever it is. I, but it goes down to the bottom line with me that if this is the richest country, one of the richest countries ever in, in, in the world, in the history of the world, um, I go back and, 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 you know, I'm capitalist, I believe. Uh, that we, you know, that there is a working culture, and and you know, you you have the opportunity to eat what you kill, so that you know you can you can make money. I'm not against the billionaire, the idea of having the ability to become one. Uh, but society should be judged. All of our society should be judged by the people on the bottom, not by the people on the top. We have billionaires, and that's great, and it's nice to look at and you see where the billionaires are at, and how many billionaires the United States has compared to China and compared to uh, Russia and compared. Fine, you can compare all that. But I think we should compare how many homeless we have to other places, and we should have zero. We should, there should be some, we, we should look at the people on the bottom, and we should take care of that, because that's what builds our society. <clears throat> you know, sometimes when I'm in my truck, and again, I, I see what looks like a well-bodied, able person who could have a job. And I go, look, man, my mother had three, raising two kids alone. You can't get one, and for the people, and for the people that choose that, I'm sitting here like, yo, it's hot. There's a motherfucker outside. You don't want to have a place where you got air conditioning. You like sleeping on a concrete with the heat beating on you. You like not being able to take a shower and have to live in that. I, I like, like I just, 
again, if 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 you've fallen on hard times, if mental illness, I get that, and I'm there. We go. I'm saying for the people that went, man, fuck it. There, there's a difference. That's always going to be there. That's always going to be there because there are some fucking people that you know. I'm just not society beat me down. But there's there's a mental issue in that too. If society beat me down. I'm not going to take it. Or but I think also when you get beaten down, even if like you said you want to get back up. But how do you get back up when you can't take a shower, when you don't have the right clothes to go in the interview, when you don't look fresh? And when I say fresh, I mean like clean, healthy, and you're trying to get this job. You can't say thank you, uh, uh, welcome to McDonald's when you, when you are, you come, you have, you, you're not groomed, you're not proper, you can't stand in front of that register. Well, okay, so this is a question. It's not a statement. Aren't there enough I don't know if the word is programs, but aren't there enough somethings out there to help you get at least the minimum of what you need to try to get that off? I think there's enough stuff. Wait, let me rephrase that. I think there's plenty of things out there that are trying to help people who are on the streets. I don't know that those programs are helping them get off the streets. It's getting them a place to sleep. It might be getting them But when you say a place to sleep, a place to shower, maybe even some clean clothes. Now you smell good, you got a place to sleep, and you got the kind of clothes where you can go get a job. Right, but what's the job? And then what is that job going to pay you enough that you can get into a home and pay for, and pay for food? I, I, listen, I, I think that there's a lot of excuses out there as well. I'm not trying to say that every person out there deserves uh, our sympathies and that, that this is no fault of their own. I, I do think that there are those people that this is what they're going to do. And, I, and I'm not trying to make that excuse for it. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people out there that this isn't their choice. They're fighting to try to figure out a way to get out of this situation. And I don't think that we have uh, uh, the opportunities or the business structure. With, our corpor- with corporations getting the, the, the tax breaks that they get to be open, uh, some of that money has to go back into the community. And they should be figuring out a way to uh, advance their surroundings in a community when they're getting tax breaks we have to figure out a way to make it so that even a person that's trying let's say they're trying to get off they're trying to come up and they have they have kids so they can get this job but now who's going to watch the kids while they're at work so we we need like some of these companies to put in uh, child services so that they can help out these people and that would be part of getting people to work back through the system I don't know how to do it I, I, I have the idea of what it needs to be but I, I'm not that, that guy uh, but <laughs> there's more to this there's more that meets the eye to a lot of the people that are, that are homeless uh, that great uh, film with uh, Will Smith and his kid that, uh, where he's, he plays yeah. I mean, that gives you a little glimpse into someone who has, doesn't need to be homeless and is trying not to be homeless. Right. But there, there's issues. There's issues that come up that are beyond your control. And then to fight your way back out of it, it, it isn't easy. Right. I think once you get into, once you get there, once you get into where you're homeless, I think fighting your way back just to get into some kind of stable living environment is very difficult because of the challenges that if you have kids and what that presents to you. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I haven't been in that situation, but I, I do have a lot of empathy for people that are in that and want to get out of it. I do too. I, I just, 
my my I just don't have it for the people who have chosen. But to how stay do you there. how do you, how do you pick who that person is? That's that's the other thing. When you're going down the street, and this is the other part of it. You when know, you pull twenty dollars, why the twenties out your pocket and tell me I don't need your money anyway, yeah, nigga? He's working the system though. He's he's doing that that person right. doesn't that person's getting over on a system of people and, and, and people's heartfelt emotions for someone that is homeless, who obviously isn't. That person can go stay anywhere they want to when they have that kind of right. cash. My, my question is, though, you know, when you're walking down the street and you give out a dollar or two dollars, or it, but how, you haven't helped the situation. You help that person for a sandwich or for something, but there has to be more than just giving out dollars a dollar because we could give out dollars all day long everybody could give a dollar today and there's still going to be just as many homeless people tomorrow what is the society going to do to help the people that that need to get off the street that want to get off the street what how do we how do we help them because judging our community by having billionaires and going and jeff bezos is worth 213 billion dollars great so what can jeff bezos company do to give back because you're not you're not allowed. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to have 213 billion dollars. And and they, I know that they gave. I know that his wife, who got half that money, she gave over. Uh, I forgot how much she gave to, to charitable uh, working so that they can help other people. But you're not allowed to have 213 billion dollars and not be concerned with your society, with your with your community. Speaking of Jeff Bezos, dude, I saw on Instagram. This nigga has a $500 million yacht. That was him? or I thought that was... Uh, was that Bezos or... It's Bezos. Okay. Mark Wahlberg's mansion is $200 million. And this is a lot of house. When, and it's a slide. And when you slide through, the, the size of Mark Wahlberg's mansion, the inside, the movie theater room, the workout facility... This yacht is all is damn near double that, a little over double that, and it's a boat. How the fuck does that make sense? Now, granted, it's a fly fucking boat, but March shit is an actual mansion with theater rooms and pools and tennis courts, and this is a boat, nigga, and it's five hundred million. That's insane. Okay, not only is it insane, but let, let, let's 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 look at this a little bit. And this is, you know, when you got to look at even Bezos. Okay, when I just said he, you can't have that kind of money and not worry about your community, or whatever. But when you have a a five hundred million dollar home, yacht. Well, a yacht. Okay, let's let's go with the yacht. Okay, for the yacht, he has to dock that yacht. There's people who work on that dock. He's spending money. I there. know where you're going with this because you've gone there before, dude. If you can afford the yacht, everything else is not a problem, right? But you're also creating jobs that creates jobs. Oh, for you are, okay. I thought you were yeah. going somewhere no, else with that. But you're creating jobs for people because you got that. You got the people who maintain the boat. You got people who are uh, who have to come out and and you, you have a crew. That's working on your right. boat when you take the boat out. The, I mean, Bezos isn't the captain. He ain't captain in that ship. He has someone. Right. But that that's with all. And this is where we get a little sticky. And when I have some issues trying to figure out how this works in my own head, all these people crave money. When you say these people haven't paid their taxes, um, when you have a company that employs people, you pay half of their taxes. You pay half of what goes to the federal government. The, 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 the employee pays half and you pay half. So you're... If you're employing thousands of people, you're paying tax on thousands of people. So even though you might not be paying it as an income tax, because you you are paying taxes into the system. 
So I, that's why I said you, you get to eat what you kill because these people are making jobs for people. No, no poor person ever got a job from another poor person. You get a job from people who have money. Right. So that, that works. But we have to figure out, again, that's how to take care of those people at the bottom. I'm happy that he has a boat. I'm happy that mo- I, I know a billionaire who has a house, and just what they pay on yard maintenance right. is more than I paid for my house all year. Right. Okay, just what they pay. So they're paying. They're cre- that creates a job. Someone is doing yard maintenance, and that that ma- pays a certain amount of money. So there's money in those pe- in what they're they're doing and how they live their life, and it's creating jobs, obviously. But how do we take care of the people at the bottom? How do we get these people off the streets that don't want to be on the streets? Especially people that are, have families, kids that they're trying to move out of out of the street into. There's so many people. There's so much money. That we shouldn't have to have this. And when I go, you know, the, the, I, I think I talked to you about this before. When you go to D.C., when we're in D.C., and I see homeless people in D.C., right. I'm like, this is, this is supposed to be like, this is America right here. This is, the epi- <laughs> this is where every, our laws get passed. The congressman, senator, you know, the president, everybody's, this is where it happens. And you have homeless people on the street. Right. It, it, it can't, that doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense to me because if 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 all these hundreds of billions of dollars and they can print out as much money as obviously they want to mm-hmm. how do we have people on the street i'm not saying that we have to pay for everybody's shit but who can't right. take care of themselves i'm just asking some questions that we that I, I hope more i hope we can find some answers to in our society in the years to come because i don't i don't believe little kids should have to live on the street because their, their, their families made some decisions that didn't work out. And we need to, we need, we just, we, <laughs> the dark side of me just went because their family made some decisions that didn't work out. The kids being born is part of those decisions. This ain't working because kids are expensive. And yeah. if your ass already ain't got the money, that's a decision you made. It ain't working out. And so, and, and, and I hate to say this, but then when you're, when things aren't working out, and you have no money to do anything, what do you do? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And more kids. Uh, listen, man, there's, this, this conversation could go on forever because there's <laughs> no answer to this. But I, I just, again, I believe society needs to be judged by the people on the bottom, not the people on the top. And we need to figure out how to help the people on the bottom. Top is taken care of. Right. Uh, I'm going to try to barrel through these two more and then we got to get out of here. Okay. Jose Gardia, uh, episode 267. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm listening to the podcast this very moment and I just want to say I love how Andy is always trying to protect Aries. Oh, this is the shit yeah, we yeah, said yeah. earlier. When you said that you spoke with Ray about them not wanting to make another Justice League was hilarious. Andy clearly stated that you were just paraphrasing what Ray had told you. He mentioned it about three fucking times. Ha, ha, ha. Then he also tried, he also said that he brought up Tiffany and not you, Aries. The man is totally in love with you and is fucking, and it's fucking hilarious. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Team Gemma all day. I don't know why Andy says that's not his type. The man is big enough to handle that thick bitch. So I don't know what he's scared of. Yo, Aries, you got to check out this game called Ghost of uh, Tashima. The shit is sick. Or Ghost of Tsushima. I think that's how you say that. <laughs> and you guys know I got to shout out my guys to Ghost Sons. Um, yeah, Sons picked up the other game, game three. Ugly ass game, game four. 
Um, Andy mentioned that to me, or you heard it yesterday. Uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you read it because I didn't know what the email. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I'm I'm trying for us not to go up in flames. Listen, like I said, it, it's a it's a it's a muscle twitch that I have that I'm trying to curtail. Uh, I, I you know I, I I be me yo, and and I know that sometimes you can't be you. Um, so I'm trying. Uh, it's it's not an easy thing to do because I just I love honesty. Uh, I, I I love talking honest uh, and just you know not sugarcoating shit. I can't find Kosha's email. I think it drowned. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 what you did? I don't even remember what I was going to say. Now you just <laughs> fucked me up. Uh, oh, here it is. Go ahead. Was it, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. You know, and this is important. I think this is the way that I can say this, and it's going to make sense to people out there. In no way, when I sit next to you and I'm listening to you say shit, do I feel any animosity? You never have animosity with what you said. When you said these movies suck, that you go, that movie suck. It was terrible. Right. There's no animosity where you're like, I hated everybody who worked on the movie. They don't know what they're doing. It was just, it wasn't a good movie. For whatever reason, right. it wasn't a good movie. Whether, But there was, you weren't blaming anyone. There was no hatred. There was right. no, but when it goes out in this business, to the rest of the people in this business. They hear something else. They hear Aries was saying you you this sucked because that and that means everyone who worked on that sucked. That meant everyone who had anything to do with it sucked. So they all suck. So they suck and Aries don't work with Aries cuz he's it. That's what they hear. And when when the reason I stepped I love in it when celebrities act like they're not capable or they've never made a bad movie. They never admit that. And those that do I, like uh what's her name? Halle Berry showed up to the Razzie Awards to claim her award for back, for, for Catwoman or Catwoman. Yeah, I think it, it was so bad. And she gave a funny speech. I just want to thank. She owned it. I made a shitty movie. But, and, and, she, and she did have fun with it. But when people hear you in this industry, just saying straight out, it was, it was terrible. They own, they, 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 for what their egos can't handle that, and it turns into, you know, Aries is an asshole. It really does, and I know it does. Right. And uh, the reason I was very protective about the way I was saying it about uh, Ray, what's Ray's last name? Uh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher uh, is because Ray was speaking honestly to us on the street, and I wanted it to be paraphrased because Ray was also kind of careful about. Not really. He wasn't being overly careful, but he was. He was saying he was being uh, blunt, blunt in all his uh, it, posts. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want it to be like uh, the reason I said it that way and you're paraphrasing is so that no one can misconstrue it because that's what happens in this business. One person says this and then they say it was said this way and then it goes back and back and forth. And before you know it, two people that got along one day aren't getting along the next day about nothing that really they said. It was about how people took it and then put it out there. Right. And th that's what a lot of this happens. And I hear it. And it's been very interesting to me working with you for these three years. Mm -hmm. Because I hear it from people that don't even know you, but have heard things. Here's something that shocks shit that shocks me to this day. And and based on what you just said, and you know I I, I love John Leguizamo. Mm -hmm. Um But when I did the pest, 
And I remember some of my boys went to go see it. They were like, nigga, ugh. <laughs> and, and, and not that I felt it was ugh, but, you know, I, anyway, that movie has become such a cult following. Yeah. Like, I sent out a post of, of a scene in the movie with John Leguizamo in the shower. And the amount of response from people who go, yo, I, that movie, I love that movie. I grew up on that movie. I know the words, the scenes. And I, and I asked in the post, which is the better cult movie, Half-Baked or this? And, you know, the diehard Chappelle fans said Half-Baked. A lot of people said The Pest. And I'm just like, all right. Do you know, and, you know, I, I talk to my kids a lot. And I know something has a more significant uh, place in culture and in the history of of this Americana culture that we have here uh, by if they know it Mm. because they're younger and they missed it. Right. But do they know it? And if they know it, that, that shows me Mm. that it's still in rotation. Right. And that, that's, you know, that's how I kind of stay up on what's happening is through my kids. Right. And the pest is in there. Wow. All right. I'm not saying half-baked isn't. I'm just saying the pest is in there. They know the pest. Right. Whew. Okay, I'll take it. Last one. Well, we really, me and Andy really did that. At the same time, it wasn't planned, nigga. It was, damn. We both tried to dunk at the same time with one ball. Holy shit. Bonnets, wrapped head, cold soul. Uh, A&A, y'all discuss bonnets and head wrapping in public. Monique, Aries, and many more feel strongly against the notion of women, particularly black, that wear them. For convenience purposes, I can see where the distaste can seem obvious. I can gather how one can call it lazy, which is a reflection of lack of appearance, a poor reflection of professionalism and or conveying a certain image in public. However... The following may alter your thinking, if not change your perception. I specifically remember Jada Pinkett discussing her reason for wearing head wraps via Red Table Talk. She spoke about her hair loss, saying, I've been having issues with hair loss. It was terrifying when it first started. I was in the shower one day and then just handfuls of hair just in my hands. It was one of those times in my life where I was literally shaking with fear. That's why I cut my hair and continued to cut it. The condition is called alopecia. Areta? Areta? What is that? I don't know. All right. I know alopecia, though. An audioimmune disorder that sends white blood cells to attack hair follicle cells, causing the follicle to shrink. It causes hair loss on on the both the scalp and the body. The disorder, which affects approximately 6.6 million people in the U.S. and 147 million people worldwide. Uh, The quarterback is bred. Uh, Can appear and resolve itself without reason or warning at any point in a person's life. Pinkett Smith has become a role model for women with alopecia. Her talk about hair loss shows that it is okay to be scared and insecure, but alopecia is nothing to be ashamed of. Simply knowing that Jada Pinkett Smith hair loss is inspiring, proving that women are beautiful regardless of the hair. 
She used her alopecia as an opportunity to up her style game. When my hair is wrapped, I feel like a queen, she said. I love having a wrapped head. God damn, this shit is long, Coles. Whew. Uh, damn. Just go. And then. I'm Indian, and most of my people wear turbans, such as the super fan Nav not Indian. Man, every Raptors game because that's a part of his religion to wear the turban. Should we go after them too to say they are being lazy? Coach, let me stop you. Listen, medical shit, hair loss, religion, I get that. I get that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about laziness. I'm talking about in the airport, out in public, because you don't want to do your hair or you don't want to wear a hat at least. And and again, it perpetuating the 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 image of black people as slaves. That's my problem. Nobody is judging you because you got alopecia. I get it. Nobody's judging you based on your religion. So let's not do that. Uh PS that's how I get pussy. Mic drop in my Canadian accent. I have no Indian accent, but for joke purposes, uh, I laugh because Aries has fun with the accent. Peace and love, my patinas. Yeah, I got something on this, though. Please. Um, and, I, and I'm going to take it a, a little bit different way. Um, I remember in the 80s, like, you know, everybody, it was about going to the clubs, right? Right. And when you went to the clubs in the 80s, they had dress codes. Yep. And... There was something about if you had cash, if you were fucking stacked with dollars, if you knew the owner, if you were somebody, everybody would be dressed all up. But the dude who got in with the tracksuit, the tracksuit, that you dude you knew was on another level. Because be a drug dealer or some shit, they just let him in because he was on another level. Mm. Because he either had more money, drug dealer, uh, billionaire, whatever it was, right. he didn't have to follow the same rules. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and take note at this time, Louis Vuitton, uh, Gucci, they didn't have these velour tracksuits like they do now. They didn't do that because that was very American to do that that was seriously it was it was michael jordan it was it was his uh, it, it was air it was right. it was the nike brand those are the dudes who got in and when you were wearing that that gave you a di- you were on another level because you didn't have to abide by the dress code mm-hmm. and i think as this has gone on throughout the years not abiding by the dress code it was a culture thing uh, of of a, of a status culture and I think as it's broken down, people try to emulate that idea, but they're not emulated in the way where they're at a, at a level to be part of that. I don't know if this is making any sense, but when you used to work the door, you didn't let people in unless they were somebody, if they, had, if they, right. were, if they weren't looking right. Right. Now everybody just doesn't want to look right because that's, that's that same idea. That's I- become the fashion. The fashion. Right. Studio 54. I forget. I want to say Steve Burrell. I think it's Steve Burrell. He didn't want to let people in if you didn't look a certain way, or you weren't an A-list celebrity. And even if you were an A-list celebrity and you were an asshole, he still didn't let you in. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, I, Coach, I, I felt you trying to get deep there with a deep point about religion, which has nothing to do with what I was saying. You know, religion is, I, I got that. That's off limits. Be who you are. But damn it, the, the, the bonnet thing and, and, the, and the, you know, I got to go back to Chris Rock a little bit where it's like, I love black people. I hate niggas. The pants sagging, do rags, the bonnets, it's a mentality. It's, it's a, it's a, niggas, man. And, and, you know, sometimes I just, I really, I get sick of niggas, man. See, there's not a Geronimo here for me. I, I, I need like a door creaking and I'm just like exiting. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Just, you know, niggas behave a certain way. And I just be like, man, some days I just don't be in the mood for niggas, man. The mentality. Cheeto dust on your fingers and you'd bind it on and what I say, huh? What I say? What I use. I don't like that. You haven't said that, how much that CD is for a while. How much that CD warm? Why are you sucking Cheeto dust off your fingers with your bonnet and your slippers on? Now my boy Ivan is calling me. Yeah, now we're going to get the Real name. quick, yeah. I figured it out, though, now. Yo, V. Yo, what up, bro? Yo, I'm doing the podcast right now. I was calling you because I, I, I couldn't. We were talking about boxing, and I couldn't remember the Mexican nigga's name with the red hair. But it's Canelo Alvarez, right? Yes, sir. Damn, that's I, I was killing me, and I was like, "Man, let me call a lifeline." I know V would know. That's one of his favorite boxes, but yeah, but I just it just came to me. All right, holler at me when y'all done. All right, dog. Yep. Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, I should have known that one though too. Part Mexican. Yeah, I should have known that, one. but I didn't. I just I'm not following boxing. Yeah, so there it is. Oh, musical person. Uh, and we're off the next week, right? Uh, After Toledo. This yeah, is, yeah, this is Toledo. So you're listening to this. This is on the first. Um, um, and then we're going to be doing the podcast with the right sound. Even yes. Even though we're going to be in, in, in a distance. And you know what happens when you use the right sound? What? That's how you get pussy. Oh, nigga. Fucked up me. I dropped a goddamn ball, nigga. You threw me the oop, and I fucked it up. I'm on Shaq and a fool. <laughs> Number one. Here's Andy right here. He throws the ball. Aries <laughs> completely misses it. What was he thinking? Um, damn. Did you still get 20 and 10? No, I didn't get 20 and 10. I got 20 and 9. If I had scored that, I'd No, I got 20 <laughs> Um, dude, they, they, I don't know if you saw. Did you ever see the clip they showed on uh, Inside the NBA on TNT? The white dude doing Barkley. No, dude, this motherfucker killed it. Uh, he said, uh, "You know, the, they got the player Jokey, 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 Ticket, Ticket, Tambo, Giannis, Ticket, Ticket, Tambo." This white boy killed it. Me and him did a thing together uh, where he does. Uh, Barkley and I do Shaq. Um, and yes, we will have figured out the equipment issue. So to the one emailer, hope just bear with us, brother. We we going we we coming. All right, Pizza Halo, bringing real hip hop back. Halo the human, the human. Um, Halo the human. Bad news. Um, 
Instagram, www.instagram.com, Halo the Human, H-A-L-O-T-H-E-H-U-M-A-N. TikTok, www.tiktok.com, Halo the Human. Twitter, um, www.twitter.com, H-A-L-O the Human. Uh, Enjoy. Oh, it's called Bad News. Enjoy. Niggas talking sideways out they mouth, shutting the outcome. You come with a life, believe without one. Outrun these shells, they burn like hell when they outgun. Big butts in the strip club, hurry, I'm running out of one. All these new niggas is bitches, they on some house shit, astounding. Cannon the lead, holes in this outfit. Don't worry about my worry about who I'm going out with. His mouth slip, better run, Tommy Gun, got a round clip. Dirty South shit, fried fists and some chitlins, been itching for competition. I hit you like Sunny List. Niggas say they listen, but don't listen with comprehension. Got henchmen that'll fucking lynch them off trees without suspicion. Music pounding booty belts until we reach the sunlight. Your money mean nothing, little cousin. Y'all having bum fights, I run like. Need one engineer and I need one mic. I bust pipes, the pressure at dead yeah, and any gun fight. Yeah, yeah. Bad news. Bad news. Bad news. I knocked them out his new shoes. Bullets come and take off his stomach and melt his tattoos. I'm that dude. Say my name and I get mad rude. Bad news.